0: Do you think that was like one of the last things he saw? <laughs> He's like watching a Jeff Dunham special as SEAL Team Six is coming in. Yeah, SEAL Team
1: Six just took the credit. They, he was already dead before they got there.
0: It's like his soul is drained out, <laughs> Mister Obama. He's like, like was it Jeff Dunham? Dunham-
1: it's the rebel taxi pizza party podcast and we have an official discord channel and i assume that's linked below i'm not sure i don't keep track of that stuff but we uh, but uh, we also have a guest and also another person who are you
0: people so i'm deaf pina i'll talk about art people
1: and i am charlie uh
2: usually go by charlie g online and um, i'm a storyboard artist and
1: uh director in tv animation yeah yeah what are you here to talk about charlie oh actually you know what let's uh, let's list off some things you worked on what have you worked on sure
2: yeah i've worked on um a good number of shows i've been in the industry about 10 years um mm-hmm. in order uh they are clarence for Cartoon network i worked on uh harvey beaks for nickelodeon then i worked on big city greens over at disney and then i was on uh, a little known but underrated show called the mighty ones which is a uh, a Hulu exclusive but it also airs on Peacock I think mm. um and that was at Dreamworks which was awesome because uh the campus is really nice and they have free food so I never had to buy lunch oh sweet pretty good and uh yeah after that I was over on Jellystone season 1 oh wow now I uh am supervising directing on Strange Planet which is a new adult animated series coming to Apple the blue, blue alien webcomic.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those things I, I recognize but don't know. But I see That,
2: it. yes. <laughs> it was funny. When I started working on the show, I was like, how does everybody know what this is? Because I've never heard of it. And someone was like, well, do you go on Facebook? And I was like, no. And they're like, well, that's why. Hey, well, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I guess you gets share it on Facebook a lot. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, if you're on Twitter, you might see Charlie's Comics. Like, uh, you do talk about the industry a lot in your things.
2: Yes, that is right. Yeah, for the last, I guess, couple of years now, I've been making... Uh, comics about like the experience of you know what it's like working in animation sort of with like a focus on mental health stuff and depression and uh you know overworking and yeah even like substance abuse and stuff yeah. like that
0: for or against substance abuse uh
2: mostly against you know i mean if you can make it work for you more power to you but uh i mean i'm against substance abuse if you are well somebody who has
0: a problem <laughs> i'm completely neutral on it otherwise we're like we love charlie we love his work does a bit of cocaine before work but you know what keeps it to himself
1: (laughs) so i never got to the hard drugs yeah personally i feel every drug's worth trying once
0: yeah i mean why not yeah that's how you uh, tried crack that one time
1: hell yeah good stuff all you got to do is not buy it you know it's it's pretty easy i think i don't know i never tried it
2: i've never done cocaine or any kind of hard drug i've never even done like e or anything but i feel like i would always be at a party and then someone would be like oh so and so did coke at that party and i was like how come nobody offers this stuff to me? Am I like lame or something? Dang! What the heck? Yeah, share the coke for everyone. I probably wouldn't have done it
0: anyway. Yeah, but. yeah. Which well, is the principle of the matter? You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to feel left out. That's right. Yeah. Don't give it to Charlie. He hogs it all.
2: Yeah. I know. I mean, I might have. Probably good they didn't. In retrospect.
1: <laughs> I mean, I assume with crack you can. Coke is very expensive. You can double speed a uh, storyboarding with crack, I assume.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could. I mean, they talk about, like... They probably just wouldn't be good. Well, at, back in the 60s and stuff, like, the people who were making the original Star Trek, they were all on methamphetamine <laughs> or uh, some kind of upper pills. Sort of the Beatles. Well, so, maybe not crack, but...
0: Well, back then, it was kind of legal, you
2: know
1: what I mean?
0: Yeah, it was
1: fine. Everyone
0: was I, doing Yeah, it. I think it was
2: more normalized.
0: Yeah, just a simpler
1: time. Everyone did drugs. It was okay. No one no one, would, It didn't ruin anyone's lives. It's fine. To go
0: into the uh, Walt Disney Studio animating for Snow White. Everyone's just doing uppers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I
2: have heard there was a lot of... Uh, I heard an interview with someone who was like an ink and paint girl mm-hmm. at the time. and She was like, oh, are you, we, we had our bottles of rum that we would stash in our desk and we would just drink all day. So, there you go.
1: Yeah, the golden age. Hell yeah. <laughs> but uh, you wanted to promote something?
2: Yes, okay. So, I am currently crowdfunding um a new project um it is something that i've been working on for a long time and uh has characters in it that are very near and dear to me amid everything that has kind of been going on in the industry um and even kind of before this current wave of headlines i've had friends who were in development um and basically were essentially just kind of gaslit by studios who would buy their project with like no real Mm -hmm intention of making it um Ugh. so it being something that's very near and dear to me i wasn't super interested in going the studio route and that was even before all of this stuff uh you know happened with hbo max mm-hmm. maybe dissolving and you know netflix kind of seemingly dissolving its animation department Ugh. but yeah the show it's a buddy comedy it's called box town um and it is sort of a film noir crime cd world um, but like one thing that I wanted to do with the show that is sort of a challenge to be able to do it uh, studio adult animation is to have like really appealing characters,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, you know, like cute, quote unquote, character designs. A lot of adult animation is is the kind of um, falls into the category of like being super, mm-hmm. you know, kind of hyper violent or being kind of like stoner bro comedy mm-hmm. um, or it's, you know, something like The Simpsons or any of its many I don't, I don't want to say rip but essentially there's a lot of shows Inspired like that. Inspired
0: bys? Yeah.
2: I'm, and, you know, um, I, I've heard that, like, you're sort of encouraged to fit the mold of one of those things. And I just sort of wasn't super interested in doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're trying to, uh, you know, crowdfund it and, and just sort of, you know, have it not locked behind any subscription service. Have it be available to everyone on YouTube. You know, and beyond that, like, we have a lot of high ambitions for what we want to do. Uh, myself and the group of artists that i'm working with who've worked on a lot of great stuff including you know like some of them you know worked on pibby over the garden wall Mm -hmm. um, a bunch of just really awesome projects Um, essentially what we want to do is kind of have this um, collective that is called the bandit mill collective um, where we essentially the idea that we'd like to build up you know we're focusing on box town the pilot right now and trying to get it funded because you know you got to do one thing at a time Um, but what i'd really like to grow this into eventually is kind of set up a funding apparatus, um, you know, whether it be through Indiegogo, which we're currently using, whether we're able to build up the Patreon. Mm -hmm. And essentially, it would be a way to fund a pilot program that would be kind of similar to, you know, what they do with Cartoon Cartoons, except the difference would be the creators would own um, the rights to anything that was created by Bandit Mill, essentially. Yeah, like Image Comics. Exactly, yeah. And so, um, yeah, so the tagline for the show is... uh, a mediocre detective with a penchant for cons teams up with a true crime obsessed eight year old orphan to solve the odd mysteries of Boxtown, a neon mega city on the cusp of being overrun by violence and greed. And um, yeah, it's just this fun buddy comedy. Like the characters are very much sort of based on the two halves of my personality. You know, there's definitely vibes of like Sam and Max, um, you know, there, you know, maybe kind of light Rick and Morty vibes with there being sort of an adult character and a child who are kind of at the center of the show and work together but it's really sort of a take on like looking at you know the relationship that batman and robin have mm-hmm. um where robin is like this child and batman is sort of his guardian and this show is like a meditation on like how kind of fucked up relationships like that are and like <laughs> what that would kind of be like if it wasn't presented through this shining glorified semi-fascistic i don't know not batman's not a fascist but Whoa. the you know the dark knight uh, returns mm-hmm. vibes or whatever the um, whatever the Frank Miller comic, yeah, was. yeah,
1: yeah, I think it's Dark Knight Returns,
2: yeah, but um, you know, it's it's uh, it's got a lot of influences, but I would say it, you know, kind of definitely like Sam and Max vibes. Um, you know, there's a little bit of sort of smiling friends similarity in there, I would say, kind of tonally, but you know, it's really a riff on like classic film noir mm-hmm. um, films, and like we want to make it cinematic. Uh, We don't want to keep it flat like a lot of sort of adult animation is um, by default. Like, you know, it'll be very flat and, you know, there'll be a joke and the camera will widen out to reveal the thing, which is, you know, that's just kind of how comedy staging works. But, um, you know, we just want to do something outside of the sort of cliches that you are expected to do um, if you sort of partner with a big studio. Uh,
1: This is for an Indiegogo, right?
2: Yes, correct. We're currently funding on Indiegogo. Um, We're trying to hit 150K to fully Mm -hmm. finance uh, the pilot episode. We're currently at uh, 24,000, um, so it's, got, it's seen a lot of support so far, and I've been very encouraged by um, how people have kind of received it. And, yeah, I think it'll be interesting because we want to do sort of a mixed media thing with, like, CG backgrounds where you can really kind of play up the kind of, you know, neon, almost like Blade Runner-esque kind of thing where you can, you know, do environmental effects like fog and smoke and get really moody, um, but at the same time having 2D characters, almost, almost kind of like Roger Rabbit. In a weird way,
1: sort of. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think, but uh, there was some episode of uh, teenage, a teenage Milo has Teenage Robot where they did have 3D backgrounds with oh, 2D cool. characters, but it was a reference to like uh, when Fleischer would have like stop motion backgrounds on Popeye. Totally, I. yeah, yeah. It's
2: like an aesthetic that like I've always loved from my childhood. Maybe for, like, I, you know, kind of gross reasons. Like, I honestly think back to when I was a little kid. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Vault Disney. Mm -hmm. The show that used to be on Disney Channel, like... Bunkers? Back in the 90s. Well, it was just, like, they would show old Disney animation, and they had this intro... Uh, that was like simulating a ride, basically oh, like a wait. Disney ride, and yeah, it was like early CG. Talking about Blam, I, th- I no. think,
1: yeah, I know it was like a bunch of cardboard cutouts. You're going through the ride, and yeah. Like, that was before they play a movie, I think.
2: Something about that, like, really latched onto my brain. I don't know why, and I've always liked this aesthetic of like two D characters and CG backgrounds.
1: Yeah, essentially like Paper Mario, I guess. But there's a lot of indie games yeah. doing that now. Yeah.
2: Totally, yeah. It's something you see in indie games, definitely.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, for the art style, the animation style, would this be frame by frame or would it be rigged?
2: It kind of depends on what our budget ends up being, honestly. I would like to do, you know, frame by frame hand drawing um, of the characters. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not opposed to Puppet if it's done very well, but it would not be my preference. Yeah, I'm not opposed to it. That's a good pun. Yes, there you go. Um, it's been done very well in certain things. Like, I really love the way that Mercury Filmworks their shows with, like, uh, the Mickey Mouse show. Specifically, like, uh, mm-hmm. Ghost and Molly McGee. Yeah, yeah. And I think Hilda, they animate, too. Like, those shows are beautiful. So there's a lot you can do with puppet animation. But
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, I would like to do hand-drawn. And kind of my initial sort of research and people that I have kind of been keeping tabs on to hire is sort of with it being 2D hand-drawn in mind. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in order to be able to do that at the highest quality, we essentially need to hit the 150K, which, um, you know, is optimistic for sure, but it's it's what we would like to do. And then, you know, whatever we end up doing, we'll probably either seek private funding.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't even know what that means. I say that as if that <laughs> I have a plan for that, but I don't.
1: Maybe not admit that.
2: <sighs> right, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, transparency. Editor, you can or cut basically. this out, I think. No. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, do I know any rich people? I've got
0: to know some rich people. I have to think about that. To take the devil's hand and put some crypto monkeys in here. I know. Yeah, yeah. Although I was thinking, like,
1: uh, for what I'm doing for my pilot, it is traditional animated. But like, if you watch like Powerpuff Girls, um, you'll notice there there is barely any any animation, any in between frames. Often, like, even the movie, yeah, it is a lot of just good poses and just like sliding the camera around.
2: Oh, totally. I mean, TV animation is always, like, even looking back to the old Hanna-Barbera stuff, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, like, it's very elegantly designed to be cheaply done. So it's not, like, cheap as, like, bad in and of itself. Like, people have innovated that stuff in the past. If you look at, you know, UPA and um, some of those, like, 50s kind of... There's even some Disney commercials from the 50s that are done in that style. Mm -hmm. They're, like, very appealing. Very low actual amount of drawings.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, uh... (laughs) I'm just like thinking, like, huh? What's the best? How do I make something look good, but with as little frames as possible, and to get out as fast as possible? And exactly, one thing I'm doing is like sketch sketchy outlines. That way, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's just like, hey, totally, yeah. Just like find any sort of like loopholes, or just, I don't, well, not loopholes, but just you know. Whatever yeah, I mean, works. you know, look
2: at home movies. Like, yes, I feel like that's a good example of, mm-hmm. um, or even like Aquatine. Like they don't even they barely move. In no leg. Show.
1: Yeah, it was also inspired by Powerpuff Girls. How they didn't have, well, Powerpuff Girls just floated around. They didn't have walk cycles, and neither do the aqua right. teens which is brilliant. Yeah.
0: Well, they already have everything animated. They just kind. Of, what was it? In the behind the scenes DVD featurette, they said if you played all the animation. It'd be like five minutes worth of animation. (laughs) Oh man, yes. Put it all together in Final Cut Pro. Yes,
1: genius. Hell yeah. Well,
2: I've heard like uh, back at Fleischer Studios in the '70s when they were making the Star Trek Mm -hmm. animated series, they would like have a competition to see who could you know use the least, do the least drawing as possible, and like would (laughs) try to make episodes out of completely recycled material.
1: Oh my God, yes, I love it. if you watch that
0: show? Yeah, they had a lot of close-ups of the characters yeah, like turning. Kirk's
1: face always like taking up like half the screen. Yeah,
0: they did that in the live-action one too. To be fair, I guess.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Hmm, hmm. Got to get that Shatner in full view.
0: Yeah, but what happens
1: if you don't make the one
0: hundred and fifty? Actually, let's let's put a stop. Let's say you reach fifty thousand. Let's give a price point. If I
2: reach fifty thousand. I feel pretty confident I will be able to use that, get some other people to invest in it by being like, look at what we were able to accomplish, essentially. And like, look, there is support and demand for something like this out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, because initially, like, our our original goal was to pay for pre-production. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, based on, you know, I'm self-funding some of this myself. And so combined with my self-funding, we were only originally asking for 15000 um to pay for, you know, basically storyboarding. Um, you know, but we we blazed past that in less than a week. And so, you know, we always had these stretch goals. Mm-hmm. Um and the 150k like it's the second stretch goal essentially. Um the first stretch goal is 20k we can start production. Um and so we've gone through that and uh and yeah, now we're pretty much we're just uh on a wing and a prayer. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but like, I, I feel, I feel, uh, I'm surprised. Like I, I was very worried to launch this thing. I thought I would just be embarrassed and fall on my face, but people have been very supportive. Like Alex Hirsch, uh, mm-hmm. uh, donated a thousand, um, which was awesome. Oh, nice. There's it's, it's definitely encouraging like the kind of, especially with all the shit that's been going on lately in the animation industry, like, hmm I feel like a few things have happened recently that have kind of been, kind of illustrated how much community there is in the sort of... Because a lot of the people backing it right now are artists um, who, like, want to see something like this exist. Yeah, like, the support
1: has just been super awesome. Yeah, that's real good. good. How many days are left? Well, <laughs> never mind, this podcast comes out in a <laughs> week, so I don't know, but... Right, yeah.
2: yeah. As of now, there's 41 days left.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, can you say, like, um, what the episode premise is? Like, just a basics?
2: Yeah, I can give you the basics. Um, Essentially, what happens in the pilot is uh, um, we meet... um, So, in this world, um, like, sort of detectives are, like, kind of like the superheroes um, of our world, essentially. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, the way the pilot starts is we're actually at, like, a detective convention, which is sort of like Comic-Con. And we're introduced to bill who is the child orphan character um and we find out that he is just like he's this kid who's like obsessed with true crime he's got his own true crime podcast yes he just wants to be a detective uh you know he's kind of this awkward sort of kid but um you know he's super excitable and um you know he's got great instincts essentially and he lives with these like cranky nuns um who are like sort of sound of music inspired um, like he lives in a, in a basically a Catholic orphanage where all the other kids have been adopted out except for him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then we're introduced to Tim who is the con man, sort of sleazy adult detective guy. He's sort of a, you know, pretty similar to like a Saul Goodman type um, where essentially like he's only at the convention. Cause uh, somebody he's trying to, you know, get money from somebody. And um, essentially what happens is like, a bunch of people that Tim has conned and screwed over corner him in an alley, um and they're gonna beat him to a pulp essentially um almost kind of like in the music man when like all the salesmen almost catch up with Harold Hill, and it's like they've they you know they finally cornered him they you know they've got lead pipes and stuff they're gonna possibly kill him um and essentially bill the the kid orphan intervenes um and he says you know like you guys can't do this or whatever. Mm -hmm. And what happens is we find out Bill actually has this condition um, that we're calling a dissociative rage disorder, where uh, if he's mocked, he basically hulks out, um, you (laughs) Mm -hmm. know, his eyes turn red. He doesn't transform, but another personality takes over like in total recall with like Hauser. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he becomes essentially like a mini John wick and he's just like, or like a little Bruce Lee. And he's just, a fury of death and punches and uh he he's you know he's punching his fist through people he's breaking arms he's popping spleens and so tim the con man detective sees this and he's like oh this could be useful for me this kid could be like a bodyguard and so essentially he mentors him as a detective it's a little bit of like kind of like Mops. uh mob psycho what's the name of that anime i guess yeah. mob psycho
0: yeah that's the one yeah
2: yeah similar vibes um where you know there's kind of an earnest
0: sort of kid being mentored by a kind of sleazy guy mm-hmm. so for the pilot itself because it's just the pilot that you're funding yes currently uh, how long is it 22 minutes is the plan mm-hmm. okay and say this successful right say people like it Mm -hmm. Would you do a second like Indiegogo for a second episode, or would you want to fund a season?
2: Yeah, the plan would be either to crowdfund the next episode or just basically crowdfund the whole rest of the season.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, with this being a collective, the Bandit Mill. Yes. Right. Is there anyone in your circle that has other ideas, like any other pilots you want to pursue? There
2: there are, um, and we're talking about that right now. um, But it's very much sort of loose. You know, we need to see what (laughs) happens first before we can put all hmm. of our eggs in the basket. Um, but there there definitely are discussions happening and sort of plans that have been formulated. I know that sounds very vague, but it all just sort of depends on, like, whether we get to make this first thing.
1: I guess uh, it seems like after, I think, Hell of a Boss, suddenly there was a bunch of just uh, independent animation being started up. Uh, what would you say is the big... Would you say that's accurate? That, that was the reason or just the... Just how terrible studios have been recently.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've actually been very much out of the loop of all of that stuff. I think because I come from more of the industry side, um, like I, I sort of found out what Hell of a Boss was very recently. And, it, I, you know, that's amazing. The success of that is like mm-hmm. very much a lightning in a bottle. Like those cases like that are very rare that something like that is a success on that astronomical level. Yeah. I think one of the things that does help us stand out, you know, people with a lot of industry experience. Not to say that hasn't mm-hmm. been done before, because it definitely has. I know that, um, I can't think of the name of it right now, but there's a really All cool, Scoops? Like, Western... Long Gun Gulch. Well, oh, All in Scoops, definitely. Oh, Long, Long Gulch. Long Gulch, yeah. 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 Which, that thing is beautifully animated. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. Cool.
1: Very inspirational, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, Zack and Terra are great.
0: Have you, by chance, seen the series Monster Lab, created by Hunter, or Meat Canyon? No, I've not.
2: Oh, yes, actually, I think I have seen that. I think I saw the
0: pilot of that like a year ago. So they did a Kickstarter for hundred thousand. Yeah. Uh, they got one hundred fifty thousand. Oh wow. And they were able to produce eight episodes, you know, by like a nice season length. Yeah, that's amazing. And you rigged animation. They yeah. redid the thumbnails, you know, to be fully painted. and Everything looks nice.
2: Yeah, I mean, it really all depends on like where you sort of spend your mm-hmm. polish points, basically. Um, like I think especially, I can't really speak to. Me canyon except for somebody who's a fan of his videos but i think coming from being a content creator probably with limited resources i think somebody like that is set up to once you get some resources to spend
0: it very efficiently oh he used to be a industry animator as well oh, was he? oh i didn't, know, I didn't that. know that yeah do you know what he worked on yeah i'd say it's been quite a bit since uh i made a video about him Actually, I'm very curious. I'm going to look
1: this up. Meet Canyon IMDb. Let's see.
0: Liver Spots and Astronauts TV Series Animator Cleanup Artists. What the
1: hell is that? Liver Spots Astronauts. Liver so that was,
0: that. it has Keith David in it. Aw, yee. It was a, uh, what was it? Remember Facebook, Facebook Watch?
1: No. Yes,
2: I do.
0: So that's, uh, it was 21 episodes. Uh, it just aired on there. It's like the artist that, I think you spoke with them. They animated on that horoscope show oh
1: quibi. yeah oh uh, yeah quibi original speaking of like i've been trying to log into <laughs> quibi and like it's not letting me go through like i got out my phone i'm pressing quibi right now
2: yeah just keep trying uh, there's, there's so it. much great content i'm trying just i'm trying just
0: get in it's been a while when are they gonna fix it well it's a very interesting story the uh quibi original your daily horoscope they like every day it was like i think 12 new episodes oh my god you know like one minute each or less yeah interesting but the animator we spoke with you know like where like, how'd you get the job what'd you make you know and they're like oh i was a graphic designer and my boss one day said are you can you animate And she said sure full disclosure she didn't know how to animate <laughs> she didn't want to lose her job yeah and so yeah. basically her and her team had to learn how to animate and by the end of it they made like i think 1400 episodes 1400 in a span of a year
2: what the fuck? How is that possible? Well, they're like just a they're minute very long. very short. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay.
1: 1,400 divided by one. How many episodes is that? 140. Yeah, yeah that's 140 minutes of content. That's like two, a two-hour movie almost.
0: Yeah. Pretty good. And I think Roku bought out Quibi. Yeah, yeah. Or right, at least yeah. the content. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, you can see your work again.
2: Yes. How does that work, though, if it's all a vertical, like... I assume most people watching Roku are doing it on a television.
0: Oh well, um, Quibi had the
1: ability where if you like, oh, that's, yeah, tilt. Forgot, yeah, yeah. yeah. D- d- <laughs> they made everything they they broadcasted either vertical or horizontal shaped,
0: so you know you can watch any way you want, which is weird. I feel like the uh, the idea of just turning your phone being such an inconvenience really restructures how you consume content, and that's just awful. Holy is a it's
2: interesting because i am somebody who actually legitimately wants to watch stuff in vertical yeah but i don't want to watch my full screen be a cropped thing i want to be able to um you know see the horizontal image with bars on top and bottom essentially
0: yeah like... well there was a snapchat original cartoon snapchat original. the way they did it was a square aspect ratio but then, like, they had a cut-in on whoever was talking mm-hmm. okay. vertically. It wasn't good.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like watching on a... It's like a DS cutscene.
0: Yeah. Vertically extended 4x3. Look, sometimes
1: tooling around with the vertical format is like a new territory. You know, I'm so used to buy 16x9 by widescreen, but, like, vertical screen, that's like... Damn, that's a whole new world.
2: They made some uh, vertical Jellystone shorts what? when the show mm-hmm. first came out.
1: No, i didn't where, work on any of them where but. are they available on
2: i believe they're on youtube they're really good actually
1: hmm
0: jellystone okay. shorts yeah i never heard of that Were they like oh we just recorded oh. it in universe kind of thing just found them yeah
2: yep if you look it up you'll find all the Jellystone shorts hmm. video that's like a if you're watching
0: uh this podcast on youtube we'll show like a clip yeah all right mr janks awesome I'm glad you liked the clip, everyone.
2: <laughs> it was cool, too, because they had the revisionists do the shorts. So it was kind of like, um, you know, sort of almost like training for, yeah, you know, doing full boards. I mean, some of them had been board artists, but they did a very good job with the shorts. Like training to be storyboard artists, essentially? Essentially, yeah. I mean, some people take revisionist jobs because they can board, but it's so demanding to do storyboards sometimes that, like, revisionists basically you get to have a life and you don't <laughs> have to take your work home with you because you get smaller chunks mm-hmm. and like smaller assignments. I, I have loved being a revisionist, honestly. What
1: is a revisionist for those who don't know at home? Cause yes. clearly I know. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, a storyboard revisionist. So like on a crew, you know, you'll have the writers and they'll write a script or an outline. And then you have the storyboard artist who takes the script or the outline and fleshes it out into basically an animatic. mm mm-hmm. Um, But a lot of the time there's revisions that need to be done before it's animated. But after the network sees it, whether they be like network notes that you have to address, a lot of time it's that. Mm -hmm. Or especially on the case of something like Jellystone, Jellystone is a show that's board driven. So that means that the people storyboarding the episodes are actually writing the dialogue and writing the jokes, working off like a pretty loose outline. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing that, it's almost like doing two jobs in one. So you have to work rougher essentially to hit your deadlines. And so Ooh. the revisionists function a lot of the time as like cleanup artists where they'll make the drawings pretty, put stuff on model, and sort of add little flourishes here and there that just help it really sort of come to life and help the animators have more information to work mm. off of, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just someone that makes the information much clearer. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes
2: they'll they'll get little sections where it's like, oh, you know, we need we need something funny here just kind of go off and do something
1: mm-hmm.
0: there was that story but i saw i think it's by kareen engel oh yeah uh they were showing off all those characters and they oh. wanted to have this uh dr bigot as uh <laughs> dr bigot as you don't know dr bigot is a vampire that made yogi and his friends racist <laughs> what <laughs> It's it's a real thing, oh. and the uh, stands in practice practices said, "Oh, you can't just use that character." Oh man, <laughs> please don't use that character. It's like it's funny. Is it? It's You're a just, real you know.
2: pre-existing Hanna Barbera character.
0: Yes. Well, it was a 1973 oh wow. uh, appearance.
1: See you in season three oh, of Jellystone, wow. Doctor Bigot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it, it was funny though because like I was in the writers' room for Jellystone season two, and we would basically sit around and try to find characters that we had the rights to use, and there's so much complication to that Dang. <laughs> like which which characters are cleared for use and which aren't
0: to wrangle the rights and figure out who owns it
2: well it's stu- a lot of the time it's stuff that they own but they don't consider it like part of the hand like they don't they're not comfortable
0: the cinematic universe yeah
2: i mean because Jellystone is kind of its own thing so mm-hmm. for example um i think there's hesitation to use you know big hanna-barbera properties like the flintstones or the jetsons um, because they're always in some form of trying to reboot or rework those into something or making move. I feel like there's always a Flintstones show or movie in development. Hell.
0: I feel like the Flintstones are more adult. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess they don't want to flanderize the characters too much.
2: Usually it would just be us like wanting to make jokes about them and not actually having the care. I actually think there is something in season one where there's like a, there's Flintstones references. Also I did put, uh, the scrappy found dead in Miami on what? The milk carton box. No. It's in the show in some form. <laughs> no. I think it I don't think it says dead, but last scene in Miami, I think it says it's like scrappy and missing.
1: Oh man. I was like, Come
2: We're... on, we got to do it. We got to do it.
1: Got Which is funny cuz
2: like everyone is just like, okay. And I don't I don't think anybody had, <laughs> I don't think anyone cared at the studio.
1: As I I googled it and all that comes up is a bunch of squiggle lines. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, Things.
2: in the storyboard it said missing last scene in Miami. <laughs> That's so very good. I was shocked because I was like, I assumed there was already a reference to it in the show. I
1: was like, how can you not? R.I.P. Scrappy. He's freaking dead. One thing I got to ask about uh, Jellystone did they ever do anything with Yo Yogi? I'm trying to remember if they did or not.
2: Yes. Um,. I don't know in what detail, but I know there's definitely a reference to it. Like I feel like I think there's a flashback in an episode, and the characters are wearing their costumes from Yo Yogi. Carl uh, Greenblatt, the show creator, is very aware of Yo Yogi, and it was something that was discussed more than you would expect. (laughs) Uh, So. I know there's references to it. There's at look, least one. I don't remember what episode it's. Look,
1: in. I wanted the green bear Moxie from Yo Yogi to show up. She was the punk bear that has like a bear, cl- like a, a bear trap. Hang on, let me show you. This is the this is peak character design. It's, it reminds me of the Smurfs when they would have like that emo Smurf show up. It's like yeah, yeah. This, this is this is the best character <laughs> ever. <laughs> punk yeah. rock bear. I would guess
2: that. They tried to use no. that character and somebody was like,
1: eh. Someone's got to bring her back. You never know.
2: They just got to keep renewing the show.
1: No one is signing my change.org petition on her. <laughs> anyway, we can take that break now. We're always in our getting hot. Everybody wishes we. and we're back with the questions if anybody has a question be sure to post them in the YouTube comments of this YouTube video or you can go to our Discord and post some in the Q&A section of our official Discord linked
0: below and who's our first question so we have uh, Will and Will Studios to Charlie so only Charlie can answer this (laughs) I'm a big fan of your comics do you plan on doing more animations based on them P.S. thanks for friending me on Switch
2: Um, yeah, I I would definitely like to keep doing that. Um I basically started doing those to like kind of learn how to animate a little bit because I'm not really an animator myself. I definitely wanna do more. Mm -hmm. It's just a question of like I want them to be really good and so (laughs) they take a long time. Currently, at the moment, I am not working on any, but I would like to get back to it in the future. I think once I like make some more comics too. Typically what I do with those videos is like, I adapt a comic I've already done. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I don't have any current plans to, but I definitely am not planning to stop. And thank you for your interest. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Next question. Let's see a uh, question for Pan. Which fighting game do you like based on aesthetic alone?
1: Oh, uh, it's available on Switch, but there's this one Neo Geo fighting game called Waku Waku 7, and it stars a mm-hmm. whole bunch of anime knockoffs, like you got this Tortoro knockoff, you got this Jotaro oh, cool. knockoff, you got a, a maid w- with no eyes, and they fight each other and they gotta collect the seven colorful balls that grant a wish that are not like any other sort of thing in media. <laughs> it is bad. Gorgeous. It is the
0: most colorful game you can play. Waku Waku 7. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Do you guys like any fighting games that are colorful? Based on aesthetic alone? um, I think I'd say Power Stone. True. But it's, a, game. it's a party fighter. It's not a real fighting game, as the kids say. Would you say you're a gamer, Charlie? Yeah.
2: Um, I'm like really shitty at fighting games, but I like the way the new Street Fighter games. I, actually, I would say probably the Street Fighter 3 games are like my favorite based on aesthetic because. Oh. There's just, like, such gorgeous 2D animation.
1: Mm-hmm. I prefer, like, Alpha. Like, Street Fighter Alpha games. Cause yeah, I like Alpha. Yeah. They have the most techno fonts ever. Like, Street Fighter Alpha 3, like, the the menu interfaces is just so... Just, it is my aesthetic so hard.
2: Yeah, I've got that collection that has all those games.
0: They even have that Arcade 1-Up with all the oh. Street Fighter games on it. Oh, you yeah, yeah. Things?
1: I would get an Arcade 1-Up, but it's like, that's a lot of room for a couple of games.
0: It's true. We just put like a Raspberry Pi in true. there and download all the games. Yeah. Legally. E- exactly. Shade X has a great question for everyone. What is a piece of media people hate that you enjoy? I don't remember. a
2: good and tough question.
0: I like
1: candy corn. It's not, it's not a piece ahead. of media, yeah. but it is oh, a piece of food. But it's a piece of candy. Yeah, it's
0: good also. Yeah. Would you eat candy corn around like the summertime? Or around like January, like not October.
1: Anytime I feel like it. Like if I'm ever at the grocery and I'm like, oh, look, it's candy corn. I'm going to take that anytime I want. Well,
0: it's kind of like those candy hearts. You know, the ones on Valentine's Day? Gross. That's Now, that sucks ass. It just tastes like chalk. Who wants to eat that crap?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm not, not a big fan of those. Yeah,
0: it's garbage. What about actual chalk candy? What the heck? You mean like those uh, candy cigarettes? The candy? Yeah, with yeah. like Superman and Batman on it. Isn't
2: that basically like the fun dip, but without the dip? Yeah, it's like, so who it's wants just that? <laughs> yeah, the stick part. Edible stick.
1: Gross. Yeah. It used to be called candy cigarettes, but then the libs changed it yeah to candy
0: cigars yeah way more way way larger to deal with i would say yeah
1: every kid needs to have a heroin addiction by age 10. oh wait they
0: did have bubblegum cigars
1: bubblegum cigars oh man i'll be like tony montana gum
0: cigars where do i get them oh you can probably order them on like old like websites that have gift gift baskets of like the 50s or 60s
1: hell yeah this is real classy like oh man i'm gonna watch some looney tunes watching this yeah, I'll pretend I understand half... Oh, wow. Pretend I watch I cinema. Remember,
0: um, yeah. One of the assassination plots for Fidel Castro was putting dynamite in his cigar. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. It's very visual. Did it work? It didn't work. Oh. No, but it would have been... They tried it? Yes. <laughs> it just didn't work. <laughs> oh, so man.
2: So he smoked a dynamite cigar.
0: It had gunpowder and such in it, but... Uh. I think he just threw them out. He just like Ah, oh. you're despicable. I wonder if that's where Lanyton's got it from. Yeah. Or maybe JFK was watching the T V going, Ah, we we have to
1: try that. Oh no. <laughs> he just like said, You know what? I'm not gonna smoke anymore. Anyway, I'm gonna buy this convertible.
0: What could go wrong? <laughs> question.
2: Well, I haven't answered the last question. Can I keep can I keep it
0: quick? Sure. Yeah, that's no no, you can keep it slow. Um uh, yeah.
2: well I I don't know if it's I feel like the hate to love ratio is changing lately on this, but I legitimately love, and have always loved, the Super Mario Brothers live-action movie. And oh, I think boy. it is a good movie, personally. The production design is amazing.
1: Yes, it, it, it's that cyberpunk look. It, it's just like... It's this, so cool. It's not Mario, but it still looks cool as hell. Yeah. Which, uh, hey... you
0: have the uh, super scope in it or something? Yes. It
2: does, yeah. Repurposed as a kind of rifle.
1: As a kid, I, I was just like, well, I... Guess Yoshi's a dinosaur. I guess that makes sense. I just accepted I thought it.
0: That was awesome. <laughs> well, they kept changing the script. Remember?
1: Yeah. Like on set,
2: nothing. Oh yeah, the production was a mess. But who doesn't like dinosaur Yoshi? Yeah. Like the coolest version of Yoshi.
1: Oh my god, it's so. It is just like. I don't know. I miss that era of the '90s where every like adaptation of a comic book or whatever had like. These towering cities, like the '90s Batman and the Judge Dredd yeah. '90s movie.
2: That's honestly like an influence. Honestly, like a strong influence on what I want to do with like the True True the Yeah Bob's Yeah Town Show. Yeah, because
1: it's also Blade Runner inspired. Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, and very much the uh, uh, Tim Burton Batman
1: Gotham. Yeah, love that. It's like I'm tired of regular normal cities. Give you give us back the stylized cities, gothic horror. Yeah, Bat-
0: Batman. I wonder if the new Mario movie. Because he goes to the warp pipe, do you think he'll be in New Donk City, or do you think he'll be live action? I hmm.
2: I it's not going to be live action. No, I want to uh, believe. But I I do think it will be New Donk City.
0: Hmm, maybe because
2: there's a trailer breakdown where somebody points out there's Odyssey stickers on Toad's pack. I feel like it's possible that I I don't know. That's my feeling. I don't think they're going to have it be
0: New York. That would be very great to see Chris Pratt and like very Marvel-esque, realistic overalls of Mario, <laughs> but they're still stylized. And he's like, well, I'm falling in. Like the opposite of the Smurfs movie.
1: Oh, true. It's an,
0: I it, would enjoy that, but I 100% think they're not.
1: It's like one of those animes where they go into another world, uh, what do you call them, Ezekiel's or e- Ezekiel's. Well, no, Mario was always that. Yeah, true.
0: He was never born in the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, I, they, they never really acknowledged...
2: That's th- what bothers me about the Yoshi Island games. I, that always <laughs> pissed me off actually it was that destiny Red Connor, though, like actually he is from the mushroom world it just feels wrong
1: he just came in and out you know it was a, they they dropped him in as a baby but they picked him back up and then eventually destiny brought him back in
0: i think that was a string of yeah. mario games that it was mario 1 2 3 and 4 and then yoshi's island 1 and 2 i think that's the only longest running mainline series of mario games hmm you know what i'm talking about yeah or it's consistently the same Mario. <laughs> is there what a... do you mean? What? So Mario 1 is real. Mario 2 is a dream, but still oh, counts. Yeah. Mario 3 is a stage play. Super Mario World in Japan is Super Mario Bros. 4. Right. Uh, Hotel Mario originally was going to be Super Mario's Wacky Worlds or Super Mario World 5. But Yoshi's Island is a prequel to the Super Mario World series.
2: But by that logic, couldn't you just say that all the Mario games are the same Mario? Like, how do you know? No, because these are direct that.
0: sequels and prequels. Much like Ocarina of Time. You
2: could argue that Mario sixty four is a direct sequel to World, it's just a different genre.
0: I guess because he does come out of that warp pipe. Personally I would be freaked out if I was suddenly 3D. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> oh it's just like uh, Pagemaster. I wanna be I wanna go right. into the pages and turn into traditional animation.
2: Oh my god. One time I watched Pagemaster when I was insanely high <laughs> I, on like some really strong edible, and uh I honestly think that's the only way to watch that movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like it's the idea of like all the wa- all the paint melting and just like engulfing me. It's just like, "Damn, that was scary. I'm not going to a library." And look at me now.
0: Yeah. They have all this wonderful animation and the lesson is go read books. Like, I'm not you just showed there. me animations cooler. <laughs> yeah, fuck that shit. I don't want to read. I want to draw. But uh topical news, we we got to talk
1: about the Mario movie trailer. It got released and it looks amazing. Oh, yeah, oh, when they cool. showed it off.
0: It uh what was it? New York Comic Con or whatever. Yeah. Uh, everyone is clapping for Jack Black as Bowser. Then Radio Silence says Mario.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah, like, I believe... I, uh, oh, go on.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, like, I've, be- I've resigned myself to the reality that this movie is getting made. And within that context, I think it looks pretty good. Um, I, well, I still would rather they not do this. Well, actually, I don't know. I have very mixed Well, Illumination but...
0: was always a good animation company. They just kept making Minions.
2: Oh. Yeah. I mean... I personally am not a fan of Illumination films, but the why fact that? that Nintendo is involved—why is that? I yeah. I just don't like any of them, honestly. Well, and that's
1: a pretty common I, thing that, uh, in general, I feel like that a lot of most of the movies are pretty okay,
2: visually cool. Like the Minions movie looked neat. Yes, yeah, Sing Two looks gorgeous. Yeah, they Although got very I will good say, on
0: textures for 3D films. Yes, very interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah there's great design work that goes into it. Just the stories, usually, I'm not really a big fan of.
0: Oh, yeah. But the
2: fact that Nintendo is involved makes me more optimistic. Mm-hmm. So considering
0: that between Super Mario Bros. and Detective Pikachu, I-, I mentioned that specifically because it was literally like nearly 30 years since a live-action Nintendo movie, let alone a Nintendo movie. Yeah. Um, If you remember, College Humor was supposed to work with Nintendo on a Netflix series. I remember this, yeah. Someone leaked it, and they canceled everything. I remember people online were showing off uh, McDonald's toys, Peach and whatnot, yeah. and Twitter's copyright striking that shit, so we're, we're not even going to show it in this video.
1: Oh, damn. That's
0: crazy. What the heck?
1: Like, um... So I do trust them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like Nintendo has... The, <laughs> it's like a, a company that does not want to be messed with, so they're, like, making sure this movie better get 110 on Rotten Tomatoes or else...
0: It'll definitely yeah. make its money, but I'm not sure a billion dollars worth.
1: No, it's got it. It's going to be the biggest movie of all time. We're going to be memeing on it forever. Gonna be amazing.
0: They better have an end credit scene with Wario. Yeah, and while Luigi going, man, it's our turn now.
1: Yeah. Or then or they just finds the Smash Ball and then they just lead a whole make a whole bunch of <laughs> that lead to the Smash the Smash Bros movie. Wait, one thing I want to bring up, like I don't know yeah. if I have talked about this before, but I remember talking with somebody and they were saying that this was years ago. But uh, they were saying that the one idea for the Mario Brothers movie was to have Mario and Luigi, like, captured, and it would follow um, just, like, these Goombas or Toads trying to rescue them, and they'd be ce- have celebrity voices.
0: I mean, maybe as like, a short.
1: That's what I heard behind the scenes. <laughs> it's uh, do not know if that's—I'm sure that was, like, a—this was when they were still figuring out, like, can Charles Martinet work for a full thing, even though they have Gru talking, like, the way he does for a full movie yeah
0: i think more so than mario Bros. super show like that kind of accent would work better like a brooklyn yeah. accent for mario
1: yeah like Terrace strong also made a post saying hey guys uh, it'd be nice if y'all would share a, a convention story or whatever when you met charles Martinet, please because i guess charles is not feeling good that oh, he I got replaced oh yeah you were there, pan
0: yeah uh so we're in line for charles Martinet, and instead of going with a mario one I bought a Wario poster, because I love naming him in Smash. Mm-hmm. And he was signing it, Charles, you know, having a good time. Uh, and I, like, tried pulling it away, you know, like, I was reaching my hand over but then he kept drawing. He kept making farting noises and said, Have a rotten day! And he wrote it on. <laughs> he was having fun. I was like, oh, thank you. But I was like, are you done yet? Yeah,
1: he was just, like, just writing all over your poster.
0: I'd have to show a picture, ah. but, because it's, like... It's the most any celebrity has written on anything <laughs> that I asked to get signed. Oh,
1: no, I, I got a Charles Martinet story. It's like I came, I, I was right behind you in line at MobileCon, and I, mm-hmm. I I brought uh, Charles Martinet a copy of this one racing game I covered in my uh, Xbox uh, Mascots video, uh, Mad Dash Racing. It features Charles Martinet voiced like a, this dragon that was doing the Wario voice, except he was saying stuff like, uh, die now, you crap hole. And stuff. And I said, I brought it to him and I also had a, a clip queued up of his performance and I showed it to him and he was just like, what is this? And he was just like staring at this game. <laughs> One, I told him like, you were uncredited in this game. And he was just like staring at the thing. Like it, he was, it was Mr. Sparkles and Homer Simpson. It was like, what is this? He was just trying to process this damn game and why he wasn't uncredited, and he took a photo of it, and then like he said, "Don't ever, don't talk about this game at all. Don't mention it. Don't say I was in it. Don't post it publicly and stuff like that." And I told him, and eventually he just contacted me on on a on twitter like like a week later saying okay i checked i don't got any exclusivity contract so i guess i can talk about it and it's like damn
0: you're like what the hell happened during this game's production (laughs) you couldn't talk about it (laughs) it's
1: like a creepypasta story it's like you must never tell anyone i was part of mad dash (laughs) racing on og xbox because he played a dragon and also gex the gecko he was the last voice of gex the gecko in this game have you ever met charles
2: charlie i have not um but i've heard only good things from people who have yeah
0: he's very tall Ooh. i remember when i met him i was like oh like closer to six feet tall i was like ah oh. dang question by calypso has there been a show or movie that was so uninteresting that you already forgot about it when you finished it
1: hmm okay you know what i can think of some things but now it's like she like huh what did i just watch
0: i got a classic hmm. uh the Dilbert show
1: oh Cla- uh, yeah everyone loves Dilbert what's the what's the creator up to nowadays
0: uh not focusing on that for a second <laughs> the show itself yeah is funny mm-hmm. but like forgettable so whenever I rewatch watch it, it's like oh what's gonna happen next <laughs> it's, it's
1: disposable it's like yeah it's a Dilbert show it's fine what about you Charlie
2: um on the Dilbert show specifically
0: no like any piece of media or even a video game that you like forgot what happened when you finished it?
2: Uh, I feel like that's every piece of Meteor video game. Oh later, no!
0: honestly. Oh, no. Are you okay?
2: Yeah, yeah, no. It's just like there's so much. It all just sort of blends together, you know? I get that. Um, but I, I do remember watching the Dilbert Show and enjoying it at the time as a child. Later, like
0: after it initially aired. Yeah, because who had, what was it, UPN? Yeah. Right, In the 90s, yeah. who had that? Yeah, season
1: of Digimon. That's the only way to watch it. On UPN, surprisingly.
0: What about you, Pan? What's a piece of media? I'm
1: trying to think. What's something I just, like, was like, well, that happened. Oh, uh I watched the, the anime... Movie? I watched the anime... Well, oh, yeah, Minions movie. I was like, yeah, that happened. Although, I I guess I remember a lot that happened in that movie. Um One thing I don't remember a lot of is I saw the movie Promare, the anime movie. It was very okay.
0: I've heard some very good things about that, though. Is the animation nice, at least?
1: Oh, yeah. It's, like, just... Yeah, it is gorgeous, but that's about it. That it's like uh I don't know, Promare feels like something like if I saw it like t- 10 years ago, I probably would have been more blown away by it, but seeing like Trigger Studios and Gainax doing kind of the same thing over and over, it's like, yeah, seen them do this before. Yeah, they do that. Like I didn't really care about the many of the Star Wars visions that animatrix type Star Wars thing on Disney Plus. I was like, yeah, these were fine.
0: Well, if only they were canon. Because Star Wars has an illustrious history of stupid things. Yeah. Like a bunny bounty hunter that oh, talked yeah. to Han Solo. Oh like he yeah. has, He's like, it's been a well while since I've seen you, rabbit. Yeah, fuck <laughs> your hair. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, uh, I, d- I did like a tr- uh, cyberpunk tw- uh, edge runners. Th- so I still like stuff that g- uh, guy, uh, Trigger Studios makes, just not Promare.
0: We have a question for Charlie. Hmm. Okay. By Latchy V, capital V at the end. What are some Harvey Beaks episode storylines that were written but never got made? Oh man, this fandom is starving for new content. Oh,
2: huh.
0: oh, let me think. Any ones you can legally say?
2: There was an episode. There was an episode we wanted to do um, because I I don't know if I don't know who knows this out there, but originally the show was going to be called Bad Seeds. Oh wow. Before it got changed to Harvey Beaks, um, and. The it turned out that somebody owned that name, and I think it was a guy who was making. Oh hmm.
1: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian
2: <laughs> content for the internet.
1: Yeah, C.H. Greenblatt uh, t- told us that exact story. Somebody owns bad seeds. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: So they wanted to do an episode of like kind of riffing on that, where uh, a character like something is called Bad Seeds, and then some of them, they they can't use the name. I remember there there was a vague idea of like doing something riffing on that and nickelodeon was like no absolutely
1: not. no we got to track down who owns bad seeds so we can reclaim the name right Bad seeds cartoon
0: it's always tough when naming shows um i do know for the netflix original series the uh the ad what's out thing oddballs yeah Uh-oh. uh oh. Mm-hmm. there's an underwear company also called oddballs so even with safe search on you still see uh ass
1: yeah oh, true. advertising oddballs
0: oh so um, it's like be careful kids Oh,
1: that reminds me. So uh, we had a guest on forever ago named Liz Hickey, and she made a pilot called uh, Jammers on Cartoon Network about this awkward girl uh, and her frog friend. But um, anytime you look up Jammers, uh, you just see like uh, the type of swimsuit that people use for sports, and it's just focused on their crotches, and it's like, oh, no. A lot of these photos, oh, no. So don't look up Jammers or Oddballs online.
0: That's why I tell people to... Create a show name that has good search results, or else yeah. it's gonna be competition. There's an
1: HBO show called Episodes, and it's like, what? How the fuck is anyone supposed to search for that?
0: All those uh, pre-internet shows that have like very generic names, yeah, It'd be very hard to search. Even if you type in show,
1: it's like, come on! It's like, think about how Google's gonna affect you, man. It's like, just the fact there's a show called Episodes by HBO, it's like,
0: what the fuck, you idiots! Question to all, PMV, yeah, 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 which video game franchise do you think is getting a movie adaptation next?
1: Oh, actually, they did announce two things that were getting announced by uh, Sega. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, so, like, of all the things Sega's turning into a movie, it's Space Channel 5 and Comic Zone, which I'm glad for, but it's like, wow, that's surprising. Uh, apparently... So random. Yeah, because I, I guess, like... 2D I mean, Comic uh, Zone. I don't know if they said if it was live action or 2D at all yet... Or whatever, but, um, yeah, uh, supposedly the plot of space channel five is going to be some, I think somebody gets abducted into space and they, they join space channel five. That could be Ulala or just that, or just some relatable character we can relate to. Uh,
0: that's, ki- that's kind of a franchise that it got like a few sequels, but it's not too well known. No. So that maybe the general audience will be fine with it. I mean, I guess they know? thought
1: like, hey, TikTok dances are cool. Let's make a movie where it's nothing but TikTok dances.
0: Yeah. But for Comic Zone, that is interesting. Yeah. You ever played that game, Charlie? Uh, I have, just a little bit.
1: Yeah, it is awesome. It is like this grungy 90s yeah. beat-em-up, but for smart people, but uh I guess because, again, com- comic books are popular, so let's make Comic Zone into a thing. I guess they're going for whatever ha- is topically trendy. <laughs> but I read the synopsis, and it's going to be about, like, a jaded comic book artist working with, like, I think their niece, who was new to comics, and they had to mm-hmm. work together as they escaped the Comic Zone. Which is kind of different, from the mo- very different from the games, but well, I wonder how that's going to turn out. But I'm, but I'm hoping at... Ad- I'm hoping these are at least visually interesting or whatever.
0: It'd be very fun, either in stylized 3D for Comic Zone, or it'd be radical if they did a rotoscope kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, like Scanner Darkly.
1: That's expensive. <laughs> that takes a long time, rotoscoping. Hell no.
0: Oh, God. I've ever seen a post, uh, you know, someone doing mocap. Uh, the quote tweet was I can imagine sometimes uh, animators would get these files and they're like, here you go. And they're like, oh, thanks. And they just don't use it. They start from scratch. Yeah,
1: that (laughs) footage of Benedict Cumberpatch crawling around in a mocap suit pretending to be a dragon. It's like, does that really translate to the dragon animations in that one Hobbit film?
0: It's probably not going to be one-to-one because the mouth is different from a snout. Yeah. Do you know uh, mocap people, Charlie, who have uh, experience Um, on that kind of thing?
2: No, not really. Not aside from, I guess, being friendly with uh, Kevin Temer on, Mm -hmm. uh, on Twitter. I know he from that world mm-hmm.
0: i can imagine uh because i have a cousin who i i think he still works at infinity ward the uh call of duty people he does the mocap stuff but he loves that oh yeah, yeah. he loves that kind of stuff yeah yeah question by ultimate guy what are your guys's favorite halloween specials
1: Hmm. Well, not a special, but a movie, but I just, yesterday was watch rewatching Monster House. It is pretty damn spooky, but also it's like, God, this movie is kind of ugly. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: it was like 2006 CGI.
2: I mean, speaking of motion capture, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's a motion capture film. Oh, yeah, was true. It? Yeah,
1: yeah, it was by Image Movers, the Polar Express people. And it was written yeah, by oh Dan Harmon. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot Got about them. that. Surprising. Oh,
0: it w- does that, uh new new show coming. Well, it's a special uh, called The Polony Show by Justin Royal and Zach Hadle. Polony uh, it's Show. a bunch of skits. I think I showed you the trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of indie animators like Joel Haver. He's very interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I think I've seen like a poster for that. So it's like an
1: anthology series or what? Yes, that's what it is. By different o- online
0: animators that you may, you might recognize. Because The yeah. Polony Show originally was like one of the many things Justin made throw at the wall. Mm-hmm. And I guess you want to make it again. They're
1: like, hey, that's nice here. Hey, Justin, uh, Rick and Morty's popular. So here's a bunch of money. Make something cray cray.
0: Do you think he'll ever get tired like Seth MacFarlane did with Cleveland show American Dad trying to do Flintstones? Um, He's like, hey, guys, I have enough shows.
1: Possibly. I'm sure there comes a point where you're just like spreading yourself too thin on a bunch of projects. Yeah, maybe they'll do live action and go into that brief period, just like Seth MacFarlane, where he went live action for like three movies and then just gave up on that and hosted hosted the award some award show. Like it was that weird time where Seth Seth MacFarlane was like a normal celebrity for being a for making Family Guy and he hosted the Oscars.
0: Well, they had uh Brian and Stewie animated. Remember when they used to do that, like with Shrek and whatnot and Jimmy Neutron?
1: Oh, and did they do that?
0: Yeah, in 2001, they had them in the audience, and they say, we even have Jimmy DeTro. Oh, no, I mean,
1: like, Brian Griffin. Like, they had him in a war yeah. show? Yeah. Don't remember that at all.
0: I think they did a song, but, uh, no, yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to have it playing on screen, not the audio. because copyright, <laughs> but we're just, we'll just play it. It's the 2007 Emmys.
1: Two, mm-hmm. Golly. Yeah, and nobody watched any of those live-action Seth MacFarlane movies.
0: What about you for Halloween specials? Charlie. Or movies. We'll extend it to movies.
2: I, you know, I gotta go OG and, uh, the, really the, the peanuts, uh, Halloween special is still kind of the gold standard. Yeah.
1: It, it, it appeals to all our needs to just get some rocks, gather in crowd and throw rocks at a person. Yeah. Classic.
2: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just so like beautifully done. It's Kind of, uh, Mm -hmm. kind of
1: hard to beat. Sometimes you just think about someone, and you just think, "What my way of life isn't good enough for you?" And you just want to get some rocks and get some other people, you just start throwing them at.
0: but well, the- I definitely recommend. Uh, yes, yast- last year I got this. Uh, it's the Holiday Peanuts uh collection. Oh yeah. But they rescanned the footage. 4K Peanuts. Oh my God. It's amazing. Detail. Number one, the fact that they still had the film reels. Um, that they scanned it. But you can tell the imperfections in the line work and color work, like it's amazing. Oh yeah. Um, but it's also very jarring. You're like, oh, I can tell what objects are not going to be moved.
1: Oh man. Yeah, yeah. No, hang on. The best, best Halloween special is uh, crap. Wait, let me look it up.
0: (sighs) Wait. My God. I did like the new recent uh, Smiling Friends Halloween special. That was
1: fun. Remember I haven't
2: seen that yet? I have to check
1: that out. Remember David S. Pumpkin? No. <laughs> um, like a million years ago. Okay, so. Oh wait, that SNL thing. Yeah. They, so SNL had like uh, a skit with Tom Hanks ca- called David S. Pumpkin, and it was funny, and it was it was like a meme for a, a month, and they just like rushed out like a, a special the very next year, and it's like the most half assed special they could ever make where they were like okay we got the name brand of David s pumpkin how do we stretch this to like an a, an hour-long special and they tried I guess David s pumpkin it's not good at all it was
0: this looks like a fake cartoon you would see in mad TV <laughs> it's,
1: it's just it has the same like visual energy as like that uh Medea animated film or the Ahmed saves America film by uh that one puppeteer guy,
0: oh, yeah, I saw the trailer for that, and they showed the whole movie, and I was like, oh, <laughs> wait <laughs> did, did
1: you get a YouTube ad, and it was just the whole movie,
0: <laughs> yeah, it was just like he joins America, but Yay. then he loves it now he has to protect his country, and then like oh oops, yeah, it showed the ending, yeah, which like uh The Amazing Spider-Man Two, yeah, which had the fight with Rhino.
1: Ahmed's on our side now. Your your ass is grass, Osama. Uh, I think
0: he's I think he's dead.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, after seeing Ahmed, I bet he is.
0: Do you think that was like one of the last things he saw? He's like watching a (laughs) Jeff Dunham special as Seal Team Six is coming. Seal Team Six
1: just (laughs) took the credit. He was already dead before they got there.
0: It's like his soul is drained out. Mr. Obama's like, like, was it Jeff Dunham? How <laughs> he's just like, how
1: could how it could, um, Achmed do this to me? We we watched Naruto together because it's true. Apparently, uh, Osama had a whole bunch of Naruto torrents saved on his hard drive.
0: He just like watches them in the morning to get hyped up for terrorism. Hell yeah! He like Family Guy episodes too. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure
1: he appreciates the episodes that made fun of him, and it's like he just like points at the screen like that Leonardo DiCaprio gif. It's like, ooh, it's me.
0: Well, he did uh watch documentaries about himself
1: oh true it's like he's just like i don't listen to the haters yeah <laughs> Bon trucking
0: osama hashtag brighter days yeah what's what's he up to now uh hmm jeff dunham yeah oh. i think he still makes stuff oh, i was talking
1: about osama what like is he still out
0: there probably not much
1: oh okay
0: probably like bits of him are out there yeah
1: um yeah he's at the bottom of the ocean so someone's got to get down there and get it like you know like uh they got pizza the titanic still intact so he's probably still down there
0: oh yeah what is uh with james cameron's obsession with just like di- i think that's why he just makes movies now to fund his diving expeditions yeah
1: underwater's pretty wild you know it's, you know you don't know what's down there
0: i don't want to know it's just scary yeah Spooky. you ever seen the things or, uh, i forgot what it was it, like some sea life literally cannot live on the surface if you try bringing it up it disintegrates <laughs> <laughs> oh no my plecos he's like hey i found this cool turtle oh it's gone
1: yeah r.i.p bitch but uh do we what was do we got any other questions uh no okay i guess we can wrap this things up unless somebody has something to say that they watched recently or not whatever
0: or we'll is there a lot of more uh media talk for next episode yeah next time you gonna give us a nice send-off yeah um back box town what, is there <laughs>
2: Yes, backbox town. Link uh,
1: below.
2: Link below. Uh any um support would be much appreciated. Any of the support that we've gotten so far um, has been very much appreciated. And uh and yeah, um just you know, if it's something you're interested in, please uh don't hesitate to check it out.
0: Since since you worked on Joey Stone, you want tr- do you want to try to do a yogi impression?
2: <laughs> I am gonna save everybody by not trying to
0: do impression, this is
1: too cringe. Like that forces I me to do, do that. I didn't do a yo.
2: I would pitch storyboards for Yogi and not do a Yogi impression because I knew mine was shitty.
1: It's just like doing a Beatles impression. What about
0: Boo Boo?
2: Uh, you know. I think it would be an insult to Justin Timberlake to try to
0: oh, yeah. do boo-boo. He did a great job as a boo-boo. He did a good job. Yeah. He studied, unlike uh, Chris. Oh. Is Chris this, Pratt. Is this the end? Yeah, what does leave it on a pan doing a boo-boo impression? Hey,
1: boo-boo. He, uh, that, where's... Yogi.
0: You're stealing my voice, Yogi. Oh, no. Hey
1: yogi where's that green uh bear the one from yo yogi remember when we did that in the 90s she was so epic and she hasn't returned to my dms i think she's mad at me or busy i can't tell
0: she's dead boo boo you saw her explode no it's a me a mario that's not the voice you'll have to wait to hear the voice Hey, hey peter make sure you use that cream i gave you
2: i won't Ugh. You know, Yogi, I'm starting to feel like I'm invisible to most people. Do you sense that too, or am I just crazy- Huh. I think I'm sad.